0: Welcome to the Pac-Man podcast, patriotic American citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG network. Let's begin by talking about this president, Joe Biden. And the Democrats are worried. The party is worried about his age, about his frailty. There's a story up on Drudge from the Washington Post or the Washington Compost, as Mark Levin calls it. A number of polls are showing Not good news for Biden and the party, but good news for Americans, because Joe Biden's in trouble. But a lot of Americans are concerned about the president's age, his lack of energy, and a lot of prominent Democrats are withholding full-throated endorsements of Biden. And there's a reason for that. I mean, he's viewed as weak because he is physically weak, mentally weak. I mean, he's just not there. He's diminished, obviously. You know, you got House Republicans announcing an impeachment inquiry. The Justice Department indicted Uh, Hunter Biden on gun charges, and now the Democrat Party finally is nervous. I'll give you a quote here from Sharon Sueda, leader of the Democrat Party in Lorain County, Ohio. He is in a period of his life where passing and death is imminent. Well, it's imminent for all of us. Uh, But she continued. Uh, She often hears from voters worried about the president's potential frailty. We are all on a ticking clock, but when you're at his age or at Trump's age, That clock is ticking a little faster, and that's a concern for voters. And as Trump said to this question, he was asked about Biden's age. He wasn't asked about his own age, but he said it's not that he's 80. There are a lot of great leaders who are well into their 80s. Israel's had some. It's not his age. It's his incompetency. It's his corruption. He's corrupt. He is an evil man, I believe. He was evil at 50 or at 40 when he got into the Senate. Now he's 80, and he hasn't gotten any better. Age has not made him any any sweeter. I heard today he canceled the final leases for drilling oil and natural gas in Alaska, the Arctic Wildlife Preserve. You know, by doing so, he's helping to destroy the fossil fuel industry. But he promised to do that during the campaign, if you recall. So he's fulfilling a campaign promise, basically. He's killing us. Gas prices when he first entered office his first day in January of 2020 gas prices nationally were 2.39 a gallon. Now they're 3.80. They were over $5 uh, a few months back. They're $4 a gallon or the price of a gallon is uh, $4 here in New York State, $6 in parts of California. Good. You want the taxes on gasoline? You want to keep raising taxes? That's there's so much tax associated with a gallon of gasoline. But Biden is, you know, closing these, uh, closing the pipelines. He's ending all these, uh, these leases, lease agreements. What is that? What kind of a message does that send to the oil and natural gas industry? That's why gas prices are inching up. It's his policies that are killing us. All Joe Biden cares about right now is Ukraine for obvious reasons. He was at the center and is at the center of a lot of corruption in the Ukraine. Him, Zelensky, his son, his family members. You know, it's, it, I think it's common knowledge that at least nine Biden family members have made millions of dollars, collectively, not individually, from foreign sources, including the Ukraine. Some have gotten money out of Russia, some from communist China, This is why he wants to keep pouring billions and billions more. He was at the U.N. General Assembly today, bumbling through a speech about how the United States, our future is tied to Ukraine's future. No, it's not. We have no business in the Ukraine. It's a territorial dispute between the Ukraine and Russia. Russia has been involved in the Ukraine and that part of the world for hundreds of years. It's nothing new. It didn't start in 2014 when Zelensky was helped into power by Obama. But Zelensky was there at the U.N. with his handout. The Clintons were there. The Clintons. And that numbskull from California, Gavin Newsom. What is Gavin Newsom doing at the U.N.? And the Clintons. You know there's a shakedown going on, as my wife pointed out. That's the word she used, shakedown. When the Clintons are involved, somebody is getting shaken down. You know who's getting shaken down? The American people. American taxpayers are going to be on the hook. Billions of dollars go into the Ukraine. We can't send a a billion or so, not even that, maybe, to to shore up our southern border. We're worried about Ukraine's border. What about our border? But liberals don't care about borders, because most of the the globalists reside in the Democrat Party. They believe borders, hard borders, are it's just a it's an antiquated uh, policy. National boundaries are are obsolete. These people, these globalists, these internationalists want to merge the United States into a world federation, a global federation. That's why they want to break down national sovereignty. They don't believe in hard borders. That's why they're so porous. our borders. I feel like I'm alone sometimes, but that's how it is. You know, you you don't need to hear it from me. A, A number of people on the national level can tell you this as well. I also read today that every asylum seeker, actually I saw this on Facebook, Tucker Carlson was interviewing somebody. And I can't think of who it is, my, my fault, I apologize. But this gentleman, who he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, said every asylum seeker, upon arriving illegally in America, receives $2,200 in taxpayer money. The average Social Security recipient in this country receives $1,400 a month. That's the payout a month, $1,400. But people coming to our shores illegally get twenty two. dollars $100. Now, you work 40, 50 years and you get 1400 a month. That's Social Security, not counting what hopefully the, the, the person or the people have, have saved throughout their lives. But it's, it's it's just unbelievable, the transfer of wealth going on in this country. And a lot of it is, it's all by design. These sanctuary cities, the budgets of these cities, Chicago, I'll focus on Chicago. There was a report in Fox News $538 million. That's the budget deficit the Windy City is facing. And a significant part of that amount is attributable to the illegal immigration problem. They call it migrant crisis. But these people, with well, technically they're migrants. are migrating from Mexico and points south to our borders. But they're illegal aliens. Let's, let's be more precise with the language. And NBC Chicago reports at least $200 million stems from costs from special project costs, including migrant care. What about caring for our veterans and our old people? Caring for Americans. This administration, the one in power, this uh, Biden administration, has putting America last. Trump put it first. That's why he's so despised by the left. The left hates America. That's what it boils down to. Most liberals... I won't say they're not patriotic. They're patriotic on on a certain level. But most hardcore liberals do not view America as a great nation. They think we are racist. They think uh, we are the focus of evil in the world. America is a force, I believe, for good throughout the world. It has been. There's just a different difference of opinion uh, between the two major parties, at least in the rhetoric. Some of the Republicans are as bad as the Democrats. They're worse than the Democrats because at least you know what you're getting with a Democrat. You're getting a socialist. M- more likely, you're getting a Marxist or you know or worse. But the Republicans, they, they're like wolves in sheep's clothing. And they vote with the Dems on pretty much everything. Although the Republicans in the House have begun impeachment proceedings against Biden. That's good. It's high time he gets impeached. They impeached President Trump on bogus charges, not once, but twice, because he wants to put America first. He says, they're really, these these left-wing radicals are after you. I'm just in their way. It's you they're after, the deep state. They're after us. I'm just in their way, and I always will be, he said. Speaking of Trump, he sought to capitalize on the auto workers' strike. How about the the, the union workers out there in in Michigan? They want a 32-hour work week, but they want to be paid for 40 hours all three of the big the big three the unions are uh threatening to to bring down the uh the three automakers the three major automakers The united auto workers are being sold down the drain according to trump this is what he put on truth social they're being sold down the drain with all this electric car scam What he posted on uh, truth social they'll be made in china under crooked joe's china first policy Auto workers, vote for Trump. I'll make you victorious and rich. I mean, obviously, he's, uh, he's politicking. He's looking to broaden his base of support. He's even taken a different tact on, on abortion. He says there are three, and I don't know what the three are, but three exceptions for, uh, for, for an abortion, for a woman to have an abortion. And uh, Ron DeSantis took issue with Trump's stance on abortion. So he's a little bit left of uh, mainstream Republicans on a couple of issues looking to broaden his uh, base of support. He's looking, obviously, for suburban housewives, suburban moms, the, uh, the soccer moms. He's looking to get, broaden his uh, support among them and, of course, among minorities. I think, I don't know how much longer America can survive under Joe Biden. I want to talk about uh, this uh, poll from Siena College. There's a new one out today, but I'm, I won't get to today's poll maybe until next week. Poll last week on the migrant issue. And I get a kick out of the way these questions are asked. I mean, this poll was commissioned by the Siena College Research Institute, and the director of the institute is Don Levy. So Siena is a very liberal college, the polling institute. It's a a liberal poll commissioned by liberals for liberals. And this I picked up in the Times Union newspaper in, in Albany, which is a liberal newspaper. More New Yorkers, slightly more New Yorkers, positively view the recent influx of illegals into the state than those who see it as a burden and support comprehensive immigration reform, according to the poll, a slight majority of New Yorkers support expedited work authorizations regardless of immigration status and also the use of federal property to shelter migrants. Then they were asked if uh, they believe that the illegals, the 800 poll respondents, if the illegals were responsible for uh, what was the major source of the illegal drug trade and whether they are seeking free handouts from social service agencies. And, you know, about two-thirds of Republicans say, yes, they, they are responsible for the drug, the drug trade, a lot of them. And they are, you know, out there with their hands out, looking for freebies from the, from the government, from taxpayers, basically. 20% of Democrats agreed, which means most Democrats disagreed. And you would expect that from Democrats. And then they, they wind up the poll by, and, you know, there's no doubt about this. But it's like a feel good poll. And Levy said, There's no doubt the vast majority of New Yorkers recognize that our country was built by immigrants from virtually every nation around the globe. No, they weren't. Our nation was not built by immigrants. Yes, we have immigrants uh, making up the country, and we always have for 200 years. They didn't build the country, they helped to build it. But they assimilated those immigrants the Germans, the Irish, the Italians, the Polish. They came here, learned our language learned our customs, they assimilated. That's not happening today. One final story here. This is out of uh, Long Island, New York. A teacher at Howard Matlin Middle School was temporarily removed from her position after giving fifth grade students a controversial homework assignment. And the assignment, according to ABC7 in New York, was uh, this teacher asked them to choose whom to save in a disaster. Her name, Mandy Bider, She's also a track coach and a teacher at at Long Island, at this Long Island school. She gave students a list of 10 individuals from which to choose or from whom to choose, uh, maybe from which, from which to choose on the list and asked them to pick six people whom they would let into a fallout shelter in the event of a nuclear attack. Options included a police officer with a gun who has multiple charges of brutality pending against him. Who else? A retired prostitute, a musician who was previously addicted to cocaine, a homosexual architect, and a pregnant 16-year-old. So one of the uh, residents, Mike Salmon, according to News 12 Long Island, says it's inappropriate. There's no need to ask children who they'd let die in a situation like that. And also to put their sexual preference, their charges against them. They're talking about weapons. They're talking about these different types of things. That should not be brought into a classroom, Uh, certainly not into a fifth grade classroom. The principal, Dr. Joseph Caladonado, replaced uh, Bider with a uh, substitute Tuesday of this week after parents protested uh, about the inappropriate assignment. You can, I'll bet nine to five, this woman does not lose her job. But they're just letting her, they're giving her paid time off uh, until things cool down a bit. So uh, the, the, uh, the school is going to launch an investigation into Bider and will not allow her to return until the investigation is complete. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm going to follow up on this. She's not going to lose any money. She'll be paid, no doubt, and she's not going to lose her job. And this, this kind of stuff's going on all over the country. Teachers and administrators, they're left wing, and they, they've embedded themselves in our nation's public schools. And we have the worst of the worst here in New York, this Randy Weingarten, leading the major teachers union here in New York uh, state. She is the most dangerous person. Somebody said she's more dangerous than Putin or Xi Jinping in China. I I wouldn't doubt it. They're indoctrinating our young people. In California, there's a school out in California brought a drag queen in to perform for students. A teacher in Michigan had her students pole dance on a field trip. Teachers unions throughout the country have an agenda, most of them. And they're promoting this crap, the the drag queen story hours. It's all about critical race theory. It's part of critical race theory. Don't think it isn't. Critical race theory did not go away. It's in every school, I guarantee it, in the country, even a school near you. Check out your children's schools. Check out what what the teachers are teaching. Get involved in school board meetings. Critical race theory seeks to divide us. It doesn't seek to bring us together. It seeks to divide us in any way possible. By race, by ethnicity, class, culture, you name it. The object is to divide citizens against one another. And, it's, and we're paying big money for it. I wish I had more time. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you want to uh, like this program, hopefully you liked it, hit like. Hit subscribe, because we need subscribers, and hit share and tell your friends about us on social media. The Pac-Man Podcast with me, Ted Flint. We do this at least once a week, and we have a number of fine broadcasters up on the BMG network for you to listen to. We have my daughter, Madeline, as a show called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. Uh, Adrian Ross did a, just did a new show this week. Check out her fine program. We have The Age Sage, we, a number of really fine broadcasters up there, talented people. And uh, columns as well. The Pack Perspective. I write a column every once in a while. It used to be once a week, but every uh, couple of weeks or so. Check that out. And uh, if you want to contact me directly, it's pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the network.com. all lowercase. Thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced